When's the last time you took a road trip out of Las Vegas and stayed in Nevada? I love traveling our state. Recently, my household, including our little pupper, spent a stretch of time in one of our favorite small towns, barely three hours from Las Vegas, Ely, Nevada. There, I met up with born and raised Las Vegan Ann Kellogg. She's an entrepreneur, an arts producer, a philanthropist, and a cheerleader for all things Nevada who now calls both Las Vegas and Ely home. We have a spirited conversation about what one Nevada can mean, what the rurals and cities misunderstand about each other, and why local Las Vegans should leave the Vegas bubble every now and again. It's Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. I'm David Figler, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. Okay, so the mic handling is the hard part, so I have to be very careful. So I'm gonna kinda just do this, that, and then this, and that should be fine. Anne Kellogg, welcome to CityCast Las Vegas. Hi, David. Thanks for having me. So tell me about your journey and how you wound up in Ely for as much of the year as you live up here. Well, it's kind of a long story, but short story of the long story is um, about 30 years ago, my family started doing business up here. So we just started coming up here a lot, and um, I kind of fell in love with Ely. Probably 2019 was when it when we really started spending. My husband and I started spending a lot of time here, helping my dad. My dad was getting older and things like that. So, so now I'm here, you know, the majority of the time. I know you from Las Vegas, and we've known each other for decades. And I always view you as being, I'm going to say the ultimate Las Vegan. I mean, you are someone who is living the Las Vegas life. You're a huge cheerleader of Las Vegas. You were involved uh, in the business community. You were involved in the philanthropic community. You still are in many ways. What's the difference between living in a place like Las Vegas uh, and living in a place like Ely? I love I love Las Vegas. Like there, the, my heart belongs to Las Vegas always. Both places are. I mean, they're so different. You know, there's three million people in Las Vegas. There's 4,500 people in Ely. You know, every day's like high school here in Ely. And in Las Vegas, obviously, it's a lot different now with you know having seen all the growth and everything. But the community part of it, to me, is still the same. Like there's so much that we can learn from each other. I think that the, the, the smaller towns can learn from the from the larger cities, and the, the the cities can learn from the larger towns. And it would be lovely. If it, it it is happening, but there's really three Nevadas. There's there's rural Nevada, which is which is rural northern Nevada, which is sort of like. Reno, Carson City, Fernley, Fallon, that whole thing. And then there's Eastern Nevada. And, and then there's Southern Nevada. And those three places are very distinct. And they don't, they don't seem to run into each other as often as they should in, in, terms, of, in terms of sharing ideas and things like that. Yeah. And I, I love that idea of more of a dialogue because obviously, and invariably, we all have preconceived notions of each other, especially around election time, right? But I would imagine, and I've heard, that people in these other parts of Nevada have very distinct views of Las Vegas. And probably a lot of the preconceived notions that don't really bear out in the truth are, are based on the fact that people aren't talking to each other. What, what is it that you, you do love about Ely? Oh, wow. I love the open spaces. I mean, my heart belongs to the sky here, both in day and night. You know, it, it, that at night, 
it's so dark that you can the skies just come alive and they and it's almost like you can reach out and touch the stars and it's amazing there's this great train that we have here the Nevada Northern Railway is unbelievable it is it's just like a piece of of going you can just go back in time there and they've they've done a really wonderful job of keeping it um real but there's the people here are really they're authentic there's no there's no bs when it comes to to anything here like what what they really and that's refreshing you know where you stand i think part of what my dad loved about up here is is that it reminded him of the las vegas of his childhood so i think he was drawn to that and so I think there's part of me that's drawn to that as well. What is it that you, when, when you spend all this time up here, what do you miss about nowadays Las Vegas? Probably the performing arts space. You know, there's there's not a lot of live performances here. And the arts here is strong and they are, it's growing. Um, we actually, years ago, this, and this is about the same time that Las Vegas did the murals. And I was involved with the, all the murals for the, the hundred murals that we installed for the centennial in 2005. Well, Ely was doing this, a similar project as well. And so they installed a bunch of murals up here, but the art space is really, is probably what I miss the most. But having said that, Michael Heiser city is an hour or maybe a little bit over an hour away from here. And so that's an exciting future, I think for Ely. I don't know how much of that will be performing arts, but I, you know, I miss all the shows. I miss, I miss that. I miss, um, a lot of times I miss the people and like the anonymity of being able to go and, you know, just go, go and, and kind of get lost in a crowd, you know, that we can do in Las Vegas. I know what, the perceptions of rural Nevada are is that, you know, they're not as interested in the sort of things that we might be interested in, or they're not as sophisticated. And I know those aren't true. I've, I've spoken with people in Ely. I've spoken with your husband, you know, uh, there are very astute, smart people who are, are in the area, just like there are in Las Vegas. And there are people in Las Vegas who aren't interested in any of that stuff either. And so, I mean, that's just a human element has nothing to do with city or rural divide as people might want to see. But I also know that there are some very strong opinions uh, about Las Vegas uh, in the rules. I hear them, especially if I wind up spending you know, any considerable time at a bar in a rural community in Nevada. Uh, when they find out you're from Las Vegas, they have an opinion about it and they want to tell you what it is right away. And it is not always flattering. Uh, so as a Las Vegas supporter and homegrown Las Vegan uh, with a big Nevada view, what are the misconceptions you think about Las Vegas and Las Vegans from the people that you you run into and meet up here in Ely? In my lifetime, I have underestimated the level of discontent that the rest of the state has had with Las Vegas at every turn. I mean, it started in college when I first started going up there. And, and I just, I think that it really kind of all boils down to misunderstanding. I think that if there was... You know, it seems to me like most of the people in Las Vegas have no idea what happens up in the rest of the state. The majority of the people that live in Las Vegas, they really, I mean, there's they, they're Las Vegas, Southern California, like that's where that's where they go. You know what I mean? And so and so there's a there's a small, you know, amount of people I think who have a little bit of interest in going into the rest of Nevada and learning a little bit more. And I think that any kind of misperception about Las Vegas people was sort of created a lot by Las Vegas people who were coming up here and trying to come after the water, right? Mm. So 
so that's stopped the Eastern Nevada um, communities and Northern Nevada communities finally like fought that off successfully. And so that has stopped. Not not for Utah, though. Utah's coming for, for the water now. But the thing is, is like, I think that all those misperceptions can be solved by communication and by getting to know each other a little bit better. And that, and that goes both ways. It has to go both ways. But I think that people in Las Vegas could really grow a lot from from learning a little bit more about about what's happening up here and what's happening throughout the state. I think it would make them a better informed um, human, you know, to, to have a little bit better understanding about what it's like to to live in a smaller community and, and the, the challenges with that. I mean, there's one grocery store here. You know, I'm so lucky because my husband is an Eagle Scout, so he's always prepared. Like, but, you know, we, we find ourselves if you do, you got to pack it in, you know, and you got to really you got to really plan. You know, there's a lot of planning, and I think in Las Vegas, if you need to just run to the store, the, the, the there's a lot of convenient convenience stores. And we're taping this right now in the uh, basement of the Hotel Nevada, uh, which is a storied old uh, hotel and casino, uh, pretty much the biggest game in town, I think, at least from my perspective. Uh, and and I'd imagine, you know, when people do find out about uh, maybe not Ely itself, but you know they hear about Great Basin National Park, which is our only national park in the in the state. So if that were happening, where people were coming up to embrace Great Basin, maybe do some camping, maybe check out the caves, what do they have to do when they come to Ely? What else is on the itinerary if you have a, a day as an urban dweller from a place like Las Vegas in Ely? So I would hope that they would make it like a three-day, a two-night, three days, right? And so the, in my perfect like journey up here, you'd, you'd go through Great Basin first, like get up early in the morning, go from Las Vegas to Great Basin first, spend the day there. And if you can, possibly spend the night either camping or staying. They have a little inn out there called the Stargazer Inn. It's, it's darling. So you do that, and then you come to Ely, do the train, do the Nevada Northern Railway, Save time for a movie. The theater here is amazing. You mentioned it. It was opened in 1941, has 450 seats. It's it's like going back in time. The couple who own it are amazing, and they've restored it to state-of-the-art everything. It's got the best sound, the best, you know, picture quality, all that. So it's like that in, in itself is an experience. And then if you like to camp or hike or fish, there's lakes all around here and different things like that. But it's it's beautiful. Like, I think that there's... There's a lot of different ways to find out. The uh, the tourism and recreation people here have it dialed in. They have all they have a great website. Like just come have have a good time, and it's a good three day trip. And if if nothing else, hop into a bar or restaurant and and talk with the people. And I think that's probably the best thing. And if they could find Ann Kellogg, uh, then they get the super bonus on bonus. Ann Kellogg, my dearest friend. And I'm so glad we had this opportunity on our trip to visit with you for a little bit and, you know, have a nice meal with you and your husband last evening. I'm going to miss you. And I'm looking forward to coming back again soon. So thanks for joining us on CityCast Las Vegas. Thanks for having me, David. And here's what's happening in Las Vegas. On Monday... Governor Steve Sisolak signed an emergency order designed to help fill the immense and problematic teacher shortage in the Clark County School District. They're down 1,400 teachers. As the fifth largest district in the country, this shortage is creating huge concern for parents, teachers, and students alike. 
This measure, which extends deadlines and lowers license fees for substitute teachers, is a welcome relief, but can it possibly be enough? Newly appointed District Court Judge Maria Gall had a doozy for her first high-profile court case, whether Sheriff and GOP gubernatorial candidate Joe Lombardo has to turn over his private emails sent through his government account under public records law. Judge Gall ruled mostly in Lombardo's favor. However, she pointed out that he used government accounts for campaign efforts, which, while not open to full public disclosure, could provide fodder for an ethics complaint. Will, but his emails, resonate? We'll see. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, go tell a friend or an enemy. Tell them all. Text them the episode. Steal their phones and make them subscribe like I do at parties. Sorry, party goers. And then subscribe them to our morning newsletter. You will not regret that one. It is amazing. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk soon. And I do actually do that at parties, and I am apologetic.